You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are kicking off this week's weekly Wolfish Review. It is Friday the 13th. I don't know if anybody's into uh, the whole Friday the 13th movie series, but it is Friday the 13th. So um, might be a good excuse to sit down and watch some scary movies tonight if you're into that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, we, we want to go ahead and kick off. There's there's actually uh, this is going to be a cool space. We've we've got our of course, we got our updates and news and updates segment that we're going to start off with first. Um, and then we are we have two um, spotlights today. The first one's going to be John Codd uh, with Tech Tree. He's going to be talking a little bit about the Lazarus pools from Wizard, uh, which Wizard is certainly a, a partner of the Den, um, is a lead dev. So really excited to hear about that. And then from there, we're going to move on to uh, Jeremy Bennett, JB Tracker. And uh, he's going to be sharing with us as well. And then we always wrap up with kind of our, you know, uh, jam session at the end. So. Uh, with that said, Dwayne and I actually, <laughs> we're continuing to structure things and get synced up with with what we're doing on Inside the Den. And this morning we were having a conversation and, um, you know, kind of d- developed a, a little bit of an idea here as far as how we're going to be presenting these news and updates. So what we're going to do is I'm actually going to cover the Wolf Den side uh, of the community and then I'll pass it off to Dwayne. He's going to cover more of the, uh, the Guardian Academy and kind of what's going on over in TGA. Um so with that said, I'll start off with the Wolfden, and uh, and once I kind of get through my announcements, I'll start pinning some some tweets up when Jane, Dwayne is speaking. So uh, the first one is we now have a thousand wolf pups named. So that was one of the milestones that needed to be achieved in order to kind of for the team was going to release some new clues and hints. Uh, people are still working on that secret bunker that's in the Discord. You know, working through some of the clues and. And trying to crack the code, uh, sounds like there's some ETH uh, over there. Dwayne, thanks so much. We got the tweet pinned up. So 1,000 Wolf Pups names. Um, congrats to Master uh, Pup Collectors and Wolf, Wolf Pup Grandmaster Collectors, uh, which is the difference between the two is, you know, to be a Master Collector, you have to have, it doesn't matter the fur color, but you got to have one of each of the five elements, water, earth, metal, fire, and um, wood. And then for Grandmaster Collector, it's got to be a gray wolf with each of the five elements. So I think we've got like maybe two, I think maybe two or three Grandmaster Collectors. It's not very many, but there's always opportunities out there for people to potentially win a gray wolf to be able to build on their collection to become a Master Collector, uh, which is a good segue because there is some giveaways happening right now. I know Wolf Pup Zero is doing a giveaway for a gray wolf, um, and we can get that tweet tweet pinned up to the top for anybody's interested in participating that as well as doc the wolf is doing a random giveaway as well so there's a couple giveaways out there for anybody who wants to participate in um definitely encourage you to take advantage of that uh what else we have going on here oh yes this is um not this is kind of an ecosystem wide you know considering wolf den is built on the guard foundation the fiat to guard uh, using sequence wallet. So if you are using sequence wallet, this is a way to actually onboard crypto without the need of a centralized exchange. Uh, this is a non-custodial wallet. So, um, there's a lot, I'm not going to go into all the details and frankly, I'm still kind of learning about how sequence wallet works, but, uh, it is actually non-custodial. So you are able to onboard 
um, fiat into using some of these third-party applications that they have. But you can actually buy Guard right now directly off of Sequence Wallet. You don't have to go through any of the riffraff of a centralized exchange. And we know how complicated that can be sometimes, especially for people who are new to um, to Web3. Um, I've got somebody currently that I'm, I'm assisting, just kind of helping them work through some of the uh, the challenges that comes with, we're well, not challenges, I guess some of the complexity that comes with it. And it is, it's, it's some steps, you know, getting set up with a, a centralized exchange and moving it to MetaMask and, you know, getting connected. So this is a, this is really cool to see. Uh, I love seeing the innovation and um, I'm excited to see more as this rolls out with sequence and how they're continuing to develop that wallet technology. Um, the other thing, and this is the last thing I want to kind of update on for the Wolfden side, uh, there is a really cool video that just got released today from the Gray Wolf Summit that is, uh, and Dwayne and I both, uh, in fact, Dwayne and I met there for the first time in, in two years of knowing each other from the online space. We, we met at Gray Wolf Summit. Uh, it was an amazing experience, and just watching that video, it just really was awesome to kind of reflect back on some on some awesome times from Grey Wolf. I see Mick Foreman's down there. He was at Grey Wolf Summit. Uh, Jeremy was obviously, he was there as well. And um, we got to meet each other and have some, some, some cool experiences. It was definitely one for the book. So make sure to get that pinned up as well. So anybody who wants to check out that video, if you weren't there, you'll get to see some kind of insights and, you know, just the type of stuff that we were doing at that event and, you know, how that, how that all came together was really an amazing experience. So that is it for the Wolf Den side of the updates. Dwayne, what you got for TGA? Yeah, that uh, sequence wallet. I'm sure um, John from Tech Tree is going to have a little bit of inside information for us. I know he plays around with that stuff and mentioned some about Lazarus pools in sequence. So that's going to be kind of cool. Um, over on the Guardian Academy side. Okay, so... I was looking to get caught up on the ecosystem and luckily enough, the Guardian Academy newsletter came out today. So that's, uh, I think, episode two of that newsletter. So you can subscribe to that. Um, it is a wealth, a wealth of information. They kind of give all the updates that we talk about on here, but in a nice newsletter form. So got to give props to, I think it's Wolfpop4782. Um, not too sure who that is, but, uh, anyways, he's doing an, or he or she or is doing an excellent job with that newsletter. So, um, make sure you're on the list to get that. There is the syllabus as well that gets uh, delivered by email. So if you haven't signed up for the syllabus to keep track of your progress through all the principles and core concepts, that is, um, kind of where the Guardian Academy is, is going with all their knowledge, right? It's, uh, force multipliers. If you if you go in sequence, there's you know follow along with the syllabus. There's videos, articles, podcasts. Um, it's what what the Guardian Academy has done this year has just organized everything so good for like if you're onboarding, like you mentioned onboarding a new person, Jake. If they're interested in the Guardian Academy, that's kind of where you direct them is to the syllabus and let them go on their own journey through that. It's just, uh, it's just been an incredible resource actually. So, um, what else in the guardian Academy? Oh, the over the shoulders keep happening. And, and Matty dubs had his one on Wednesday. Uh, he's kind of going over how he's building his crypto tax course. 
and just the conversations inside there of other people's perspectives on how they've been building and the questions that get brought up. That's just a valuable thing to be to partake in. So if you guys can catch those over the shoulders, over the shoulder calls, um, they're awesome. And another capstone came through, um, the guardian Academy, Jason Ainsley. We just recently had him on the podcast, so you can go back and catch his interview and then make sure you check up on, I think, I think it's posted on Twitter, his capstone. Go take a look at that. Um, Soxy is a really good person to follow for those capstones because she keeps them all in a, in a nice little capstone thread, which if you go down that thread, it is, um, there's just been so many good capstones come out. So that's a, a fun little rabbit hole to go down and, and catch up on all those capstones. Other than that, um, I think that's about it for today, Jake. Um, a lot of news in this ecosystem all the time. So <laughs> I love having these spaces so I can kind of catch up and, and uh, figure out where I've missed or what I need to go back and relearn or listen to this week. So um, I'll throw it back to you, Jake. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely no shortage of updates to to. to- to speak on when we have these spaces every week, there's always something new. So um, this has been great. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. I'm going to go ahead, hand this, uh, the mic over to John with tech tree. He's going to talk about the wizard Lazarus pools and, and yeah, let us know what's going on with Lazarus and wizard and what you guys are doing over at tech tree. Hey guys. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, fine human beings. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, you know that I said that the last time I'll say it again. Every time you bring me on, I'll we'll repeat it. So if you don't like hearing it, then don't bring me on again. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So, uh, tech tree been busy, just super, super busy, always trying to keep taking micro steps forward. You know how that goes. Uh, we've got our goals, uh, and we're going to achieve them. Uh, we've already achieved a ton. Uh, you know, one of those was, um, you know, if uh, you're not, uh, if your if listeners aren't really familiar with uh, TechTree, you know, our, our goal is to, you know, safely usher in, you know, new people um, into Web3 safely, teach them blockchain, crypto, you know, DeFi, uh, trading, all sorts of different stuff. Um, and, and to do that, not only do we kind of produce, you know, custom content, you know, housed in our web three portal and, and on the web two side as well, but we, we like to put things in motion and by, by doing things by, by, by taking action. And, uh, you know, many, many months ago, shoot, almost a year ago, we created uh, a, a really massive yield farm that we call our money tree, that we have a giveaway system that's, uh, kind of built around that. And we did that for a couple of reasons. One is we wanted to have something for, you know, to gamify, you know, our NFT. Uh, which is the Inventors NFT project. It's kind of our sub-project. Uh, and for that community to be able to engage and have some fun and win some stuff, you know, et cetera, which is really cool. But the primary driver for it was to um, show them how the, the how, how powerful de- decentralized finance can be. And then if harnessed, um, you know, appropriately and measured in a measured way that you can, you can do really, really well in that environment. And so uh, we started a bunch uh, and got into a bunch of farms over on the night uh, swap side, the night finance side. Um, and we, we, we went to work and we, and we've done really, really well. And in the past year, we've given away about $28,000 worth of, you know, crypto NFT, NFTs, a few one-on-one sessions here and there. And, um, and that's all predicated off of our yield farm. But, you know, a lot of people think, well, you gave away all your yield. Like, no, we didn't. We gave away half. So every month we take half, we take, put the other half and we auto compound it. Uh, and we give away the other half. And so, Again, it's our ultimate kind of our example for, hey, look, folks, you can harness this 
emerging technology and these emerging markets of finance uh, in a very appropriate way and, and do quite well for yourself. Um, and, and so uh, in doing that, we, we caught the eye of the good folks, uh, the dev team, uh, who is the night swap uh, and, and night finance dev team is the same dev team uh, and ownership group for, um, for wizard um, finance. And they were like, Hey, we've got some really, really wacky ideas. We're trying to build out our ecosystem more uh, and, and have more breadth and depth and variation for their community, which was primarily NFTs. And, and so we were like, well, what do you have in mind? And like, well, um, we, we were thinking we wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And then, and then I was like, all right, well, you want, are you guys trying to partner? And they're like, yes, yes, we are. And so like, all right, cool. So um, I said, one of the things that, that I personally need, it's kind of like, um, I want to say employment because I don't work for them, but a condition of, of me doing what I do is that I need to be able to talk to decision makers uh, and I need to be able to have responsiveness in that regard so that when you're asking me for my advice to do something, uh, then, then, you know, the person who can make that decision is in the same room at the same time. Cause I'm extremely, um, uh, you know, my bandwidth is limited like everybody else's. Uh, and so if we're going to, you know, take my attention or ask for my advice, uh, I need the decision maker in the room. And they were like, yep, no problem. Let's do it. And so, um, they said, well, they asked us, well, what is it, what is it like you guys are obviously using this, you know, you're using farming and, um, and whatnot. And it's, and it's super, you know, six, you guys are super successful at it. And they're like, what would you do differently? And I was like, I would make it easier. It's, it's incredibly complex. It's incredibly difficult to get in and get out of. Um, and you know, ideally people don't get out of it. You want them to farm for long, long, long periods of time. I mean, that's how investments work. They don't work in one day, two day, three day increments. I mean, I guess they could, but that's not traditional. Uh, we're talking one, three, 10, 12, 20 years down the road. Um, and so I said the barrier for entry for especially new people into this space is what really kind of turns people off. And so if I were to talk to my cousin or my brother and I said, Hey man, let's start yield farming. They're like, what in that? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, I can't, like, I've heard about this. I've heard, heard about that. Uh, and then I've, I've looked into it. I've watched some YouTube videos and it, and, and what they come up with is like, it's hard. And I said, all right. So, uh, when I was working with the wizard finance folks, it's like, let's make this easy for people to get into. And so they're like, well, or let's do it. Uh, and so we basically uh, got to work um, and we set it up so that, you know, people can get in and into, they can take advantage of the farming by just staking. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, when I say that um, you should probably not do any of this right now, just go get a bit more educated on, on, on what, what some of this terminology means, but um, I'll, I'll give a quick crash course in it. Uh, farming is when you create liquidity um, uh, pool pairs. It's where you take one piece of one crypto and you pair it with another crypto and then you go and you farm it and you get this really good APY. In the background, that group or whoever it is, is going and loaning it or creating their own LP uh, tokens and then going and farming those as well. And so uh, that is where the APY comes from. It's basically you're loaning your assets out uh, when you farm and in return, uh, you're getting the percentage. It's what banks do every single day and twice on Sundays. Uh, they, they And so uh, in DeFi, you can do that yourself if you know what you're doing and you're savvy enough. Staking is a little different. Staking is you're going to take one asset and you're just going to drop it in one little place and you'll get some interest on it. Uh, but what, what happens most often than not is like wherever you deposit that um, that crypto or token, um, they're going to take that and then they're going to go and farm it because the only way that they're going to get, um, th you're going to get money for that is if somebody else is making money. And so it's really complicated. It's really convoluted. So, but with the Lazarus pools, we 
tore down those barriers for entry. And so we made it possible for the person to just go in and stake their crypto or their, um, which is fairly easy to do, even on a centralized exchange. Um, you know, you, you got to have a token first, but then you go and stake it and it's there. Um, but then we also made it really, really um, uh, different in that if you don't have what what, what the Lazarus Pools uh, has to offer is if you have some BNB in your in your in your wallet, um, you can just go in with one or two clicks and you can select how much of ApeCoin you want or Matic uh, or whatever that think there's ten different ones that are there, and that you can then go and stake it. Uh, it'll buy it. It'll find the swap. It'll buy it. It'll stake it, and then. The reason why the APR or the APYs are a bit more generous than if you were to go to, you know, Binance or KuCoin or even Coinbase um, is that um, Wizard is actually going and taking those assets, pairing them with BNB in some circumstances uh, and others with um, USDT. Uh, and they're going and, and creating those LP tokens and then going farming it. So they're generating um, the, a higher APY on the farming side uh, and then they're passing those benefits on to the people who stake their assets within the Lazarus pool. So that is the, that is the, I guess the 10,000 foot version. There's, you know, there's probably a hundred foot version where I get incredibly more granular, but uh, in essence, that, that is what we have. And so again, we wanted to make it easy to get in and easy to get out. I don't know if anybody's ever staked, you know, crypto on, you know, Coinbase or on OKXs, which is one of my favorite ones is uh, sometimes when you stake that they, they lock it up. You have to lock it in for term periods, 30, 90, 100, 20 days and then when you want it you have to request it and then in three or four days they give it back to you uh, and so uh, that is not the case with the Lazarus pools you can get in within about three or four or five seconds and you can get out in, in equal in the equal amount of time uh, and so we thought that that was pretty uh, unique as well uh, and again breaking down the barriers for entry uh, that's, that's where we're at awesome love it and I agree with you it is <clears throat> I remember when I first got into DeFi and Dwayne and I were, were on a call together going through this process of farming and creating a liquidity pair and there's a lot of auto compounding it oh my gosh yeah <laughs> and it's it's so confusing especially if you're not used to it but um, but this is great I do got a I got I do have a few follow-up questions for you love it. Um, yes absolutely. So, so the first one is I just like when you and it looks like like a lot of these are are staking like some of these blue chip tokens like Ethereum and BNB and um, some of like the big network type tokens. Is that is that primarily what you're staking? And in return, are you getting um, are you getting more like BNB back? Or it sounds like you can actually stake for other tokens like so, BNB. Yeah. So so now let's so I hit the, I hit you at the ten thousand foot level. That question requires me to come down a little bit in elevation. And get a bit more granular. Um, so what is happening when you stake within the Lazarus pools is you're taking your asset. Let's say you brought in wrapped um, Ethereum. So again, everything everything done on the Lazarus pool is done on the BNB smart chain. Uh, it's easy to it's easy to program around. The gas fees are relatively cheap, and so the auto compounders that they use uh, on the back end when they're farming. Uh, those fees are are not as much as if you were to do it, let's say, on the Ethereum network, right? So you have to bring in either the wrapped version of the assets that are listed, so like wrapped Bitcoin or wrapped Ethereum or wrapped Ape. Um, and then when you stake that, they're taking it and then they're going and they're basically splitting it pair and taking half of what that of the value of it was and pairing it with BNB um, and then and then taking it and then going and 
and farming it and auto compounding. In return, you get uh, a wizard vault token that is of the same denomination for what you deposited uh, in, in evaluation. And, and um, uh, something really cool that dropped this last week is actually we worked with the TIN network to get all of those assets listed. And so when you, if you go to the TIN network, uh, I think it's tinnetwork.org or tin.network.org. I don't, uh, I'll have to tweet about it. Um, all your assets, you can see it there. And so we worked really hard and got those, got those loaded up fairly, fairly quickly, uh, partnering with them on that, which was really exciting. Uh, and so you can see that. And so you, your, when, what you're holding in your wallet, um, or, um, we're, we're in your portfolio after you stake it is a version of it all. And it's the wizard vault token, which is pretty common. Um, you know, like night swap does the same type of stuff. A lot of people don't understand what's going on in the background. They don't ask the questions. Jake, thank you for asking the question though. Um, again, it can be super complicated. Um, I think that wizard and tech tree, uh, advising them on this process, they've done a really good job of being super transparent with it. If you head over to Wizards, uh, over, over to the Lazarus Pools Gitbook, it spells it all out quite clearly, uh, and it talks about the pair and what and what's going on and what happens, uh, and then what you get in return. And it even gets into the weeds a little bit. So, um, you know, if, if some of the listeners don't know how to actually add tokens into MetaMask, uh, they don't just magically show up. You actually have to tell it what to look for. Uh, and so, we, the the Wizard folks uh, actually have that tutorial in the Lazarus Pool as well. And so if you didn't want to use the, the 10 networks portfolio and you just wanted to see your tokens within uh, like MetaMask, then you can just go and load them in and those directions are there. So it gets kind of super granular. Again, a lot of people don't realize that when you're farming, you're actually, you don't actually have your assets anymore. You have a kind of like a, a call chip, like if, uh, you know, like the casino gave you a marker for a million dollars, it's still worth a million dollars. It's just not, uh, you know, U.S. currency. It's it's their currency. And then when you go to the to the cashier and you go and check that out, that's when they give you your money back. Uh, and the Wizard and, and Knight, everybody does it. All the DEXs do it. And the centralized exchanges do it. They just don't tell you that, that, that that's what they're doing. But that's what's going on in the background. That, that casino uh, metaphor is actually a really good example of what's going on. It's like you go in, you give them the, the money, and then they give you chips, and then yeah, and then you cash it. I've never thought about that. That's great. Um, yeah. Well, well the yeah. same thing, like I, I talk about wrapped tokens as well. People are like, what is that? What is a wrapped token? I said, uh, I think when I was helping the, the wizard folks write their gitbook, I think the example I use is you take a dollar bill, cash, right? And you wanted to go use that in one store, but that store doesn't accept cash. They only accept quarters. So you got to go to store A, to go get four quarters and then go to store B to use those four quarters. That's kind of what a wrapped token is. But again, I think I kind of like the casino version as well. It's like, Hey, I go to the casino, I'd give them a hundred dollars. They give me, you know, you know, 10, $10 chips. It's still worth a hundred bucks, but until I go and cash it in, uh, it's, it's just four plastic chips. Right. So yeah. it's the same difference. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure, you know, I'll get the link for the Lazarus pools for the Git book, as well as uh, just a link to their protocol on wizard. So if anybody wants to go and, and um, participate in that, um, yeah, that's definitely a great opportunity. And John, I appreciate you sharing um, and giving the breakdown. You, do, you always do an excellent job of, of educating <laughs> and giving people insight on how all this stuff I, works. <laughs> I have one. I have one more quick salvo for you, real quick. It is. Yeah. It's, it's related to the sequence wallet. And so, um, one of the things that Wizard is trying to do, in um, and which I full heart wholeheartedly recommend, is right now we have one click stake. You know where you can buy it 
stake it. It gets farmed in the background. It gets auto compounded and then you can pull it out. But the holy grail for onboarding new people is to be able to make it easy for them to get their money in and then in DeFi, stake, farm, auto compound. And so that's kind of the next shoe that, that hopefully will drop. Those discussions are being underway because I personally love the sequence wallet. I don't know if anybody's ever used it yet. I think it's incredibly good. I can log in with my iCloud which I am a huge fan of. So I don't have to continue to remember all of this different things. Uh, and so, and I know that, uh, that Apple has extremely robust security protocols just to even get into my phone or uh, online for my iCloud and all that. So the fact that that sequence is linked up with them, uh, it's cool because when you, um, it, uh, excuse me, uh, MetaMask um, does that as well, but like um, I can log in with my iCloud address and then I can go and onboard Fiat uh, fairly easy. There's five or six different options for you to choose when you get, uh, when you go and open up the sequence wallet, which I like. Um, I would love for them to use Apple Pay. So that's going to be one of the things I'm going to ask them about uh, because that would be the ultimate, ultimate holy grail is that I just log in with my Apple account through sequence and then I can then go double click my thumb button on my phone and import cash in and then go stake, farm and auto compound through the Lazarus pool. So that's our, that's my goal at least. Wow, that would that would be too just too easy, eh? Like just a double click with your thumb button and you're onboarding Fiat into a Lazarus. But that's what, but that's how mass adoption works. That's why the iPhones are so successful. Exactly, because they make yep. it easy. Yes, the yes the Samsung Galaxies are they're a better phone. They're more powerful, but like. Most people don't want that. Most people want like, hey, man, give me give me the 30,000 foot level thing of what I want and then make it easy for me to do it. And then I'll do it uh, because it's it's you know, it's not that they don't want to put the work in. They're just too busy. Truly. That's what it's all about. Yeah, totally. That's that's excellent. Awesome. Well, John, this was great. I appreciate you you giving us some perspective on Sequence Wallet. It's going to be cool to really watch how that technology um, evolves and starts to integrate with, especially in the DeFi space. And um, I know it's going to be able to connect with DApps and, you know, just making that whole onboarding and participation just less complex because it's yeah it's definitely it. got a yeah it's definitely got a, la- a layer of complexity now that um, only only really nerdy weird people like us will do. <laughs> so, yeah, so true. So um, anyway, well, cool. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our next speaker. And um, if anybody has questions for John, you know, once um, once we're, we kind of wrap it up at the end with any you know open forum contributions. Uh, questions, you know, you can come up on stage and speak. So, um, you know, we're going to bring Jeremy on and, and he's going to chat and, um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some of the things that he's been doing. I know he's got a new blog out now and, and just hear from Jeremy. So Jeremy, what's up, man, go ahead and unmute yourself and share the stage with us. Howdy. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. You good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Last I talked to you guys, I was on your blog and was struggling with kind of getting my figuring out how to do my capstone and and how to get my story out there and um, <clears throat> just kind of figured it out just kind of just started doing it you know like um, it was really helpful to show up to the morning coffees and just kind of got some you know encouragement from. Nicole and Scott that are there to, you know, just, just start doing it, you know, just start telling my story just to start that, that blog. And, and even Soxie was, 
you know, kind of reminded me to ask the question of like, why, what I, why I wanted to tell my story or pursue, um, guardian level in, in the wolf or in the guardian Academy. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, kind of coming back to you guys and just, um, you know, I went from consuming to action by getting my blog out there and just submitting my capstone as good enough, you know, so I can just move on. Yeah. I, I keep on checking in on your story. It's a, uh, you're a very good writer, Jeremy. So I'm so glad that you, uh, went ahead with this and, and it looks like Medium's a pretty awesome platform for you to be doing it because, um, yeah, keeping an eye on your, on your story has been, has been, uh, very cool. Thanks. Yeah. And then another, you know, another thing about like, if you check out my writing, you know, it's about being a student of fire and, you know, my, you know, that, that goes to a lot of different levels. Um, but being a wildland firefighter, that's where, you know, I've been fortunate to have a career that is something I'm passionate about that I that's really fulfilling. Um, but it's also, you know, I've, I've learned a lot. It's taught me a lot about leadership. Um, I look at a lot of these CCA principles and things being taught. And I look at it from those through the lens of, you know, my experiences through fire and some of the things that I'm, you know, some of the stories I want to tell. So, um, yeah, but this weekend I'm actually trying, you know, part of the reason I started the blog was to bring attention to the wildland fire community. Um, you know, it's probably not recognized exactly what we do. And so just trying to bring a little bit of attention to that community. And I'm here in Minnesota this weekend at a tournament to raise the money for the, the wildland firefighter foundation, which is a big, uh, important organization to me. Um, so yeah, that's just a lot of things coming together, but, um, that's just one of the reasons why I just wanted to kind of highlight that and what's going on with me. Yeah, that's great, man. I, I, I'm, I'm really proud of you for taking that step and, and getting your story out and, um, you know, it's, 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 it can be challenging. You know, that it's like, uh, we talk about going from zero to one is, is the biggest leap for, but then once you go one to two and two to three, it's, you know, those steps are, are a bit easier to, to take. Um, I want to ask you about this event this weekend. You want to share a little bit about like what, what kind of things you're going to be doing? Um, just you know, give some insight on what the experience is going to be for you. Yeah, it's, it's called the wildland fire on ice tournament. It's, um, a hockey tournament between, um, various, there's four teams and there's various, uh, wildland fire agencies, people that come together. It's been going on for not exactly how many years, but maybe, maybe 15 years, maybe. And we raise money for the, the wildland firefighter foundation. And the Wildland Firefighter Foundation is involved with um, taking care of, you know, firefighters that get injured or the, you know, 
to support the families when there's uh, fatalities involved, line of duty deaths. And, you know, I haven't had any, I mean, I've had, you know, if you've been in wildland fire long enough, you've, you've experienced some sort of, um, like, you know, somebody, or you've been experienced, uh, you've been around some incident where there's been something, you know, very traumatic involved. And so I've had, uh, I've had support from the wildland firefighter foundation, um, in ways that, you know, helped me operationally in a position when I was an incident commander and they're able to do certain things that like a federal agency can't do. You know, they can, they can pay for rooms for family members that are coming out. Um, they can buy meals and, and, and pay for certain types of services that, that, that the government just can't, can't do. And, and especially in a moment when you're in those situations where it takes a lot of pressure and burden off of it did for me, you know, individually. And so that's why when, when I tell people that, you know, if people want to support, you know, wildland firefighting, if your communities are affected by fire, um, which a lot are, you know, it doesn't really serve us to go and donate like socks or, or, you know, give us certain things. It's like the best way is to donate through an organization like the wildland firefighter foundation. Well, I got the, I got your tweet posted up there. Um, so if anybody wants to go take a look and, and give what they can to the cause, then, uh, I posted up top there, Jeremy. So, Oh yeah. And, and I kind of want to like, you know, I'm going to continue to try to find ways for, for me to like highlight this organization. Um, you know, I want to do things like you guys know my wife, Shanti, she's got some paintings that we might want to do some sort of project in the future. Um, there's certain dates that, that I'll write about, you know, as you, as I tell my story, there's other incidents that have occurred and, so there's things I'm going to be trying to do and, and if, and I will definitely notice if people reckon, you know, if they do donate to this cause and I will find, try to find ways to, um, even give back to them. Yeah, so if you awesome. want to, if you that's do awesome. donate, even for this, if this event, if you donate and somehow identify yourself, um, I will, I will definitely recognize that. I always think of um, these uh, projects that are raising money for stuff like this. Like if they could, if they could see the power of DeFi and creating a farm to like generate um, ongoing income to, to support their cause. I just think that's such a great idea. And I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure it out all the logistics or whatever, but um, I always think of these, you know, the non-for-profit organizations that are running these things. If they could just uh, figure out how to harness the power of DeFi and the farms, like Lazarus Farms, or for example, like, you know, if 50% of the donations went to um, paying for needed things and then 50% went into a farm pool, that would create ongoing income for forever, basically. Yeah, uh, It'd be an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, I want to ask you, um, you know, 
looking at your your blog on Medium, um, I see where you have an article about your word for 2023 being balance. Um, would you want to share a little bit about um, why that's your word and, and what you and maybe add some context for people? Yeah. Um, well, for me, there's, I mean, the word is, I mean, it relates to a f- couple things, but f- for me, it was primarily like balancing consumption with production or, you know, like, and a lot of like, for me too, especially I'm, I'm really a, you know, big, I love learning, you know? And so I can, um, I can get to the point where I consume so much, you know, and in the wolf, then there's like that, that double edged sword or that, you know, where you can go to the so much consuming. And then if you're not taking it and putting it into action, you're not, um, you're not truly learning it, you know, and it can, it can kind of cause, cause you to get into a bad place if you don't, um, you know, have that balance. And so that's kind of one part of it is going from consumption to, to creation, um, and production. And then there's the other part of it is like the balance between work and, you know, home life. Um, you know, that, that's been a struggle for me for a long time. Um, it's just something I got to always kind of come back to is just like, um, putting in, putting the same amount of time into my, my own development and my work and, um, my, you know, relationships with, with my family and other, other people. So that, that's, that's something that I gotta, that I think about balancing and then, um, you know, kind of like my own personal health and, um, it gets back a little bit to, you know, how much time I put into, uh, learning about all this stuff. It's like, I'm, I've got to rebalance how much I'm focusing on, um, you know, my fitness and things like that. Like the time of the physical time in my day, of what I devote to the things that I know I need to do. So that's, that's kind of, uh, what that word means to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a challenge. There's a lot, especially as you, you start taking more responsibilities or commitments onto your plate, you know, how do you keep, how do you keep that balance in a way where one's not, you know, over, overbearing your life in, in ways that takes away from others or there's neglect happening in certain areas of your life. It's, it's, a uh, it's been a, it's been a challenge for me personally, especially as I've gotten older and, and, you know, having kids and taking on career endeavors and, you know, getting into this online space more and more. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things to keep up with. And uh, I I do like your, we've had some coffee chats about, um, you know, consumption and production and um, especially how, you know, pushing it to the edge and being a producer and, and how that, you know, that really leads to a whole completely different income or out, output for you. So, um, yeah, appreciate you sharing that. Um, just want to yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's again, the, the idea of like 
yeah, pushing against your, um, your uncomfort at levels. I mean, I know that that gets you into that flow state and that's truly where you, you can get into creative, you know, creative flow. And, um, I think a lot of us are seeking that, you know, and, um, whether we know what, what it's called or not, but, uh, you know, to get to that level, you, you can't, you can't let fear get you stuck. You have, you got to push through it. And so that, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing with a lot of this stuff. And, um, yeah, that's, I like, I like that stuff. Yes, sir. It's, it's, a it's a, it's a journey. It makes the journey more exciting <laughs> when you burn, when you, when you plow right through something that scares the, the crap out of you. Um, and, and you do things that aren't normal to your day-to-day life, especially it's it makes, it makes the process pretty fun. Um, I do want to open up if there's anybody, uh, Soxy or Linda, if, if, if you want to come up and ask any questions, um, you know, if you got any contributions or thoughts, uh, we do got a few minutes left here at the end, you know, for, for anybody that wants to come up and contribute to the conversation. And, um, and if not, that's okay too. Just wanted to open up for anybody that is interested in chatting. Dwayne, what you got? I did. Ju- well, I did just see that we have, um, a gray wolf winner for the pop puzzle. I'll try and uh, get back to that tweet and post it, but it looks like Sage just won himself a gray wolf for figuring out clue number four. And we're on to clue number five. If they get 28 retweets. So make sure you make sure you hit this tweet that I'm going to post here. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Sage Sage is a good guy. I'm happy to hear that, that he won himself a gray wolf. That's great. All right, we got Linda coming up. Let's see here. Hey, I thought I'd jump on if it's uh, if I still have a couple minutes. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is Linda. I, this is my first time listening to your Twitter space. I'm I'm a new Wolfie, um, and I'm here basically from inventors. I wanted to hear John. It's always. Um, you know, I always learn something, no matter how many times I listen to him, I always learn something new. So, and I also want to really delve into the Wolf Den this year. Uh, Soxie and I have become good friends because we've been working together in Recovery Punks um, to uh, help support that project. And, um, you know, I'm a mindfulness person uh, more than anything. That's what I always, uh, a mindfulness person, a lover of life, a consummate wanting to learn. And, and when you just, um, Jeremy, were talking about how that balance between wanting to always consume um, information and then also being on the productive side. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. It's been a, a you know, I'm very um very fussy and kind of picky about how I spend my time. And this has been a wonderful hour being here. And uh, I, I take it you do this every Friday at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock my time. I'm on the East Co- uh, West Coast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here. That's every, every Friday. Um, we pretty much run the same, same structure. We'll, we'll, we'll do just news and updates first, just around the ecosystem. And then we'll have some, some member spotlights um, so we just had, you know, obviously John, you know, talked about Lazarus pools near me and then, yep. yeah. And at yep. the end people come up and we talk and we share and collaborate. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, I've been aware of the, of the wolf den and the whole, ah, your whole ecosystem for quite a while, but, um, 
you know, it's just, it's again, that balance of finding the time um, to juxtaposition that with a job, with a, you know, being a parent and, and that sort of thing. So I'm very, um, very much feel aligned with the um, qualities that you bring forth that I hear that when I see, when I read that I hear from Soxie that I, um, you know, and I, I joined Jeremy's newsletter because, um, because of her, I checked it out. And I also do a daily blog that John got me nudged me into in our inventors. I do a Linda's lair daily post, um, pretty much just kind of like life thoughts, you know, um, because we're all in this together. We're all walking together down the road and any way that I feel that we can help each other. Um, like that's just the beauty I think of being on this journey. And I think you mentioned something, um, uh, about the journey. I'm sorry. Who is, uh, is it? Um, who is the person that is the host that I don't see the name on? Is that, is that Nick? <laughs> That's, I know this is Jake. Jake actually. Okay. You can see, you, you can see my profile down there because I'm recording uh, through my personal it, profile. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw a sign in a, um, in a snowboard shop actually just a couple of weeks ago when I was shopping with my son and it said, the journey is the reward. And I just thought, how true is that? Like, we really, like, for me, it's not the end result. I don't really care about the end result. I care about the journey. That's where all the juice is, right? That's where all the, the wonderful connection with people is and the, the ways that we can learn. And I, my life has been so full this year from all of the connection, mostly that I've gotten through inventors and through being in this, in this web space, which is not something I ever thought I would do. I'm, you know, John always teases, oh, I'm old. Uh-uh. He, <laughs> I like to give him a hard time. I am 64. So, and I'm even older than, I, I haven't found anybody that's older than me yet in this space. And so, but that's one of the things that I love about me is that I still want to continue learning until I decide it's not time for me to be on the planet anymore. And that's going to be a long, long time as far as I'm concerned. So anyway, thank you for having, opening up the floor um, and uh, happy to, um, happy to be um, joining um, your group as a, a new newbie learning and going along um, this year. That's one of my, one of my projects. So thank you again. Awesome. It's very nice to meet you, Linda. The Linda's Lair. I've, I've heard about this. I got to get on that list. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, you just come into Inventors and join Inventors. And it's my, it's my own little channel. And as I say, John was, he was the, um, you know, he was the person behind that who just kind of came to me and said, hey, I like your wisdom. Do you want to post every day? I want you to post every day. And um, so grateful to him because it's actually been such a wonderful, amazing learning experience for me. I'm also a shadow coach and a, a wounded and child coach. And when you talk about things that happen to you on a daily basis, you actually crack yourself open even more. The teacher becomes the student, the student becomes the teacher. So it's been an amazing growth period for me in these last six months um, as the Linda's Lair has been alive for that long. So I always thank John uh, and I think he's still on. Yes, he is. Thank you. You know how much I care about um, mm -hmm. the things that you have, uh, the ways that you have supported me in this last year. So. Yeah, you can either break or you can break open. <laughs> yep. Yes, you can. And it's, all, it's a good thing. 
Well, if um, I, you mentioned your time, so if you if you are new to the ecosystem, like I said, the syllabus is the most efficient path forward. So if you sign up for that syllabus, that'll take you. It'll give you all the content and a and a kind of a idea of how to go through it to get the most out of it. Um, works as a force multiplier. So yep, yeah, already that's did. The, Thank you. That's already did. Perfect. Been getting those, and of course, Soxy point. You're you're Soxy on the right path. Me in that direction. <laughs> so um, you know, I have a I have a very special um, mentor because she is amazing and um, we've developed a very kinship, a kinship in just a few weeks, um, you know, meeting online and as I say, working together in recovery pumps. So very grateful to her. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I'll also just add to, you know, when it comes to, uh, and I get it, I, I, there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so much, you know, so many places you can, you can allocate your time and being online, there's, there's so many opportunities. You almost can get overwhelmed (laughs) with so many opportunities from places for education and connection and, and, uh, in building. Um, I, you know, I, I would say like within, you know, specifically speaking within the Wolfton and, and, and the Guardian Academy, um, you know, there, there can be, there's, there's, there's a lot of options there for you. I mean, we, we do this podcast, um, because it's, it's a place for us to, to be able to highlight members and the, the, the experience and the, in the community in a way that, that is unique to us. You know, Dwayne and I, we, we met in the podcasting space a couple of years ago and decided that this is something that we wanted to start. And it's just kind of like our way of showing up, but it doesn't have to be, you know, the next person's way they have coffee. I know Nicole is doing um, these coffee chats in the morning where, you know, people come on into the amphitheater and they just, they just chat, you know, you're, you know, Linda mentioned that you have your lens, Linda's layer, and this is your place where you can show up and, and be a contributor and be and, pro- and provide some value to the community. So I think it's really cool. Just, to see how people show up in their way. And I do also want to say that, um, you know, Linda's got, you know, she's got her Linda's lair where she, where she provides, um, different insights into things that, uh, you know, around the personal development from what I understand. And then Jeremy's got his blog, you know, we have this podcast. And I think when you, you start stepping into that place of a producer and Linda, you mentioned on this about how it kind of cracks you open. Um, it definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. When you stop consuming, I don't want to say stop consuming, but when you start shifting into that producer role of, uh, and it doesn't have to even be anything. I mean, you could even just be producing for yourself. I think if, if just picking up a book and just start writing, just documenting your thoughts and documenting your experiences, you know, that's a form of producing that, can be immensely valuable to you. You know, that's something personally that I've started doing more and more is just journaling. You know, it doesn't even have to be anything public facing for it to be valuable. So um, I just wanted to share that because I, I, I think that, you know, as we go through time and we think about where we're spending our time in a way that is really moving us closer to what we want most out of life. And that's a big theme. And, and Wolfgang is, you know, we're, what is that we actually want and how are we orienting closer to the things that actually matter most to us? So when it comes to, you know, where you're allocating your time, it's just like, you know, get into the pool and feel around a little bit, what, what feels aligned and, 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 uh, and stick with, you know, stick to that journey because you're right. The juice is in the journey. It's really what, 
it's really what brings the fulfillment to your life is it's in the journey. And even Nick talks about this. It's like the shortcut is the process, right? You know, people are always looking for the shortcut. What's going to get me there faster? What's going to get me there faster? Well, you know, maybe just being present with the journey, you know, maybe that's something to think about here as a, as a, as a way to, to move you, you know, quicker to where you actually want to be. So anyway, Linda, I appreciate you so much. Um, I can already tell there's kindred spirits here and, and, um, I love your vibe and your energy and, and, um, and really appreciate you taking the time to be on the space and speaking and sharing your insights and, um, you know, having you in the community. So just want to say thank you for that. Thank you back. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the, the other thing, uh, just a couple of things really quickly, the, um, uh, the whole thing about actually allowing yourself when, when you're in the process of producing to allow yourself to also be affected. One of my big things is transparency and is honesty, because if you can't be honest within yourself, then people see that eventually. And when you're willing to be like completely honest. So in other words, when you're willing to go, okay, yeah, where do I have shame? Where do I have guilt? What, what do I need to dig into to become more of who I truly am? And that's like one of my big things for this year is really being more of who I am. And I've used this example on many of the, um, many of the places that I have spoken and I'll just share it here really quickly is that my mentor, when I studied um, the shadow work 20 years ago, she used to say we're each an individual puzzle piece, each of us, no puzzle piece is the same. And it's your job to make sure that the edges of your puzzle piece are as clean as they can be. And it's a lifelong process so that you can fit your puzzle piece into the puzzle because you know, that's, that's the juice. Like I'm different than everyone else in the world, even though we're all the same and we come from the same place, I'm still my unique perturbation of, um, the divine consciousness that we all are. And that's, uh, you know, that's my two cents for the day. Thank you so much again for allowing us to speak. I always, I definitely feel the kindred souls within the wolf den also, which is why I want to learn more and move more in that direction. So you'll see a lot more of me this year. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. And thank you, everybody who uh, showed up today for this week's weekly Wolfish Review. This has been uh, a great space. I really enjoyed it. We are getting to the end of the time here, though. So uh, with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I just wanted to thank our uh, spotlights for this week, Jeremy Bennett. Um, we'll make sure, you know, when we get this out on the podcast, so everybody knows this is going to be available on the podcast for you to listen to. Um, so you don't have to hunt down the Twitter space. You can check it out there and we will make sure we get links to, um, inventors NFT with, uh, tech tree and, and John for coming up and speak and talking about the Lazarus pools with Liz, wizard. We'll get their Gitbook book linked up there. Um, we'll get, you know, I've been taking notes as people have been speaking, so I'll make sure to organize all this content so if anybody wants to go back and revisit this they will have everything ready to go for them um, and be on the lookout there is a special website for inside the den that is um, like 95% done there's just the content we got to get uploaded to it and it's ready to go live um, Dwayne Dwayne's been seeing it I've, I've shared it with a few people just um, 
So we're really, really excited about this. This is going to be um, a huge level up for what we're doing here with Inside the Den. So keep an eye out for that. And with that said, thank you everybody for being here and we will see you on the next one. Take care. Mm-hmm.